When you think about stages of life, I've got this first picture for us today as we're continuing into John. When you think about caterpillars or butterflies, it's really obvious what stage of life that bug is in, and it's real obvious like there's going to be a progression, right? It's going to be a caterpillar and get really fat, and it's going to stand still or be still and be in this cocoon, and it's going to come out as a beautiful butterfly. When it comes to our own lives... It's harder to see what stage of life we're in, uh, and it's also hard to accept what stage of life that we're in, because sometimes we're just struggling to get our life together, whether we're 16 or whether we're a lot older than 16. As Christians, there's a big chunk of our life where the struggle isn't supposed to be about getting our own stuff together. It's supposed to be the struggle of giving our lives away. And I'm borrowing some language here, um, but we're going to talk through that maybe a little bit more. But I want us to dive straight into a conversation Jesus has with his friend and his disciple, Peter. This is after Jesus has risen from the dead. This is maybe one of the last face-to-face conversations they're going to have here on earth. And Jesus is talking to him about a previous stage of life. And he's also talking to him about what's coming up ahead for Peter. Uh, So if you will turn in your Bibles to John chapter 21, we're going to read a few verses. I'm going to talk to us about it a little bit, then we're going to read a little bit further on. So if if you've got a Bible, turn there. I will have it on the screen, but it's helpful to see it right there with you. John, it's the fourth book in the New Testament. You can find it in your table of contents, and this is the very last chapter. So starting at verse 18... Let's pray, and then we'll, we'll read that verse. Jesus, we're coming to you, and we need you. We pray you would come and teach us, and also you would reveal yourself. It's in your name we pray, amen. So verse 18 begins, this is Jesus talking to Peter. And if you remember, if you were here last week, they had this kind of reinstatement moment with Peter. Peter had really messed up denied Jesus three times after, after Jesus got arrested. And now Jesus has this follow-up conversation of, do you really love me? And even though it was painful, it's healing to Peter, right? So now that he's given Peter this reconnection and also this calling to feed his sheep, then Jesus says, very truly I tell you, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. I can remember... Wow, this was seven or eight years ago probably, but I was sitting probably right around where Sam is sitting or maybe where Zach is sitting, and I had an elderly woman at Maywood lean over to me and say, like, Jake, this is your time, like talking about I had to become senior pastor at Maywood, but also she had been a leader at Maywood for a lot of decades, um, but her health was not where it had been, right? It was this Interesting, like passing the baton moment where she leaned over and said, Jake, this is your time. And maybe it's got this heritage of a lot of Christians who've gone before us and spent their strength serving Jesus right in this room and right around us. But we probably know this stage of life, right? Where you have a lot of freedom and a lot of strength and a lot of inner uh, energy, right? So then it goes on, Jesus goes on to say, but when you are old, 
You will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Now, it's going to emphasize very clearly in a second the specific fate that Peter is going to face. But to generalize it as well, there is a stage of life where you start having less and less freedom if you're blessed with enough years here on earth, where you have less and less ability to make your own choices. Uh, But to get more specific to Peter, the next verse explains it a little bit. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. So Peter gets martyred is what we would call it, or gets killed because of his profession of faith about Jesus, right? So he literally gets like torturously killed, taken where he doesn't want to go. So Jesus is giving him a heads up of that. And then Jesus said to him, and we'll, we'll read this together. What does Jesus say? Follow me. Two words, right? There's a lot of advice for life packed into that, right? Like Jesus tells him, this is who you used to be. This is where you're headed. But there's really two words you need to, you need to get right, is to follow Jesus. And we're going to come back to that follow me. What does it mean? But I, I want us to step back for a little bit and talk about our own stages of life because I see the challenge for us as Christians. A lot of times it comes from we're wishing we were somewhere else in life, either forward or we're wishing we were somewhere else in life backwards. Okay, so if we go back to this bug analogy, we are going to get back to John, but let's go back to the bugs for just a little bit. So I'm going to describe this caterpillar as a caterpillar. I'm going to call it struggling with with this dream piece. So we've all seen caterpillars have these crazy backs where they can like lean way back and like wave around. If you picture this caterpillar isn't so busy eating leaves like it should be, but it's just dreaming about what it's going to be like to be a butterfly and fly around, right? So it's like bending its back soaking up the breeze when it should be eating leaves. It's not going to be a big fat caterpillar like it's supposed to be, right? If it spends all of its time dreaming about what it'll be like to be a butterfly. If it doesn't do what it's supposed to do in that season. So it's either going to be this really thin caterpillar that doesn't have the energy to transform, or it might just be like a tasty snack for some random bird, right? That's flying by. It's super silly, right? But some of us are in a stage of life where we think things are going to be better, and you fill in the blank. Is it when you have a year of sobriety? Is it when you're finally off of talking to your parole officer? Is it when you finally retire? Is it when that other person finally retires and you don't have to deal with them anymore? Like, I don't know what it is, but if you're delaying, your, own, your life's going to start at some point in the future not a healthy way to live your life. Do you see how you're pressing like fast forward? If you can remember the old VHS days, right, where it's just like the little white streaks through the TV and you're just, you're skipping all that, right? But skipping the day that Jesus has given you today isn't the right way to spend that gift, right? But some of us aren't dreamers. We're more like this other caterpillar I'm going to describe. Uh, I'm going to put, if I had to put it in one word, I would say it's effort. Here we picture this caterpillar, maybe, if we can get there, Nick, is it's, it wants to fly, but it doesn't want to get into a cocoon, right? It doesn't want to have limitations. 
Instead, it thinks like I'm smart enough and I can try hard enough and I'm brave enough. Like I don't need any limitations. I can just climb my way to the tallest tree and have courage enough to jump off the tallest branch and I'm sure it's going to all work out, right? And that sounds really silly for a caterpillar, right, to not want to get into a cocoon. There's a lot of people who, if you tell them, hey, you got to stay in this thing that's going to limit your freedom for a certain amount of time so that you can become who God wants you to be. Like, yeah, you know, like, I could just, there's a big tree over there. Like, I can just, I can just, you know, hustle my way. I don't, I don't really have to, like, limit my freedom. I don't have to submit to being still somewhere. And maybe some of you are immediately thinking about a recovery house or something like that, but there's a lot of this, right? This is not just for folks getting off of some sort of substance. There's a lot of people that made a promise before God to stay faithful and true to somebody else, right? Romantically or in a, in a marriage, right? Maybe romantically the wrong word to put on it, but like, but then when things get hard and that marriage feels like a limitation or something you're stuck in, they don't want to stay and be transformed. Or maybe it's kids or some other responsibility in your life. And it's very difficult to stay because if you stay, you're going to have to change. And the caterpillar cocoon thing, it's all real pretty until we think about like being inside the cocoon, right? Inside of like a dark, limited, unfulfilling maybe place and having to change and be really pretty vulnerable for a little while while you are changing. But like a caterpillar doesn't get wings unless it goes through that. And Jesus wants to make you into something amazing. And one of the ways he does it is through you being faithful to the big responsibilities that are in your life right now in this season. You could feel all guilty about the past. Some of you are thinking about the past. Let's, let's leave the past out of it. But if you're in something right now that you're like, I just want to break free. I just daydream about breaking free of it. Or what if you would stay and say, Jesus, make me into the woman you want me to be or the mom you want me to be or the dad you want me to be or the husband you want me to be. And you can pray for the other people to change or for God to make everything else work out. But, but what if you said like, Jesus, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what you want me to do even if it's limiting me, right? Even if I have to have a bad house manager or even if I have to wash the dishes every night or whatever the details might be, right? Because a lot of people break out of that limitation in their life and then they got to learn those lessons somewhere else because we all have problems, right? And if you don't work on your problems where you're at, then you get to have God teach you about them somewhere else. Like we're still going to have to work on being people who are patient and loving and kind and joyful and forgiving, like we're gonna have to work on that stuff if we wanna stay close to Jesus. Now, I'm preaching a sermon to everybody, right? If you're, if you're a lady caught in like in a physically abusive relationship or something, like maybe that doesn't, you know, like let's, I'm not, sometimes you gotta come and talk to somebody one-on-one. If something's physically dangerous to you, it's not right to stay like, oh, 
Jake said we should stay married, so we're just going to apply a super, you know, talk to somebody. If it's physically dangerous, like talk to a mature Christian about, because, but for most of us, if it's like, I just want, I want to be happy in the next two weeks or something, like I don't know that that is a good reason to break out of whatever cocoon you're in, right? Especially if it involves breaking a promise or breaking a responsibility like to kids or something like that, right? This last one is this little butterfly. And strangely enough, uh, some of us are in this season of life where there's all sorts of blessings and good stuff that God's put in our life. But for whatever reason, we're dreaming of the old days and something we used to do. And you can picture a butterfly. Butterflies don't have teeth, I don't think. They have that weird nose straw thing. I don't quite know the anatomy of it, but they can't just chomp on leaves all day like a caterpillar can, right? And like if a butterfly went and landed on a leaf and was like, I'm just going to go to town on this like I used to in the old days, right? I'm just going to eat 75 leaves. It's going to be a frustrating day for that butterfly, right? They just can't do it anymore. And some of us, like we're we're just not enjoying the blessings of this season of life because we're trying so hard to chase after something that like it's not for right now. Like if you got little kids running around your house, there's certain things that just maybe they were great when you're 20 and maybe you'll get to do them again when you're 60. But like right now, it's just not the time of life to be doing that a lot. Like it's just not the season for it. It's not always a moral thing. It's just accepting like the gifts God has for me right now. It might be walking with a kid holding hands, right? And it might not be some super elaborate romantic date with your partner or something, right? It's just not the season of life, right? Like accepting that like I am gonna accept what's right in front of me with Jesus. I'm not gonna chase something from the past, right? So we're getting, we're getting pretty off there, right? We're like, man, we feel like we're just in a realm of a lot of advice from Jake, right? Well, we're gonna get back to the Bible, right? But I felt like, I felt like somebody in the room needed to hear about this stuff. But there's one last thing we're going to talk about that Peter struggles with. And I don't know if you can even see it, depending on how good your eyes are. But there's an itty-bitty-bitty caterpillar eating that leaf. And it's so small. And you can picture if that caterpillar were us, what would it be thinking? It'd be thinking, like, why am I not as big as the other guys, right? Like, why am I not as huge as these other caterpillars? I'm so tiny. I've done such a little amount today or whatever. But the truth is, like, that caterpillar is just how God made it to be, and it's doing just fine, right? (laughs) Like, it's doing its thing. But it's easy to get messed up on our own stage of life when we start looking at other people. Just because you're 45 and you don't have your own truck doesn't mean you have to go into debt this week to go get a truck, right? Like, you should think through, like, who am I with Jesus in this season of life? What does Jesus want for me? And Peter, Apostle Peter, immediately, Jesus is talking to him, giving him advice. What does Peter do? He looks around for like, who can I compare to? And if we pick back up in the Bible, Jesus just said to Peter, follow me. And in verse 20, Peter turns, turned and saw the disciple whom Jesus loved was following them. And then look at Peter's question. The next part of this verse. This was the one who had leaned back against Jesus at the supper and had said, Lord, who is going to betray you? And we get to the end of verse 20. When Peter saw him, he asked, Lord, what about him? 
a lot of us, I mean, if you don't see yourself in the Bible, like you're not really looking, right? Like we ask this sort of stuff. Like, well, what about this other person? Like, why do they get that? Why did they get married at that age? Or why do they have, why do they get to be pregnant? Or whatever it is, right? It's easy to start like getting frustrated as you look around and think other people have what you should or deserve or want. Look at the way Jesus answers Peter. Jesus says, answered, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? Jesus doesn't really give a real answer about how John, we, we think that's John, how John's life is going to turn out. Jesus just says, like, you're going to die a torturous death. And if I want this guy to live forever, like, it's not your business. Like, that's a pretty rough pill to swallow, right? Like, with the comparison thing. Jesus didn't come to make our life fair according to our standard of fair, which typically really isn't that fair even, right? Jesus came to you to make you into someone that he had in his mind before creation even began, right? So like Zach is supposed to become someone different than I'm supposed to become. Brenda's supposed to be different than Janet, right? Than Ray, like It's not that we're not all supposed to reflect Jesus, but he has something unique and beautiful in mind with each one of us, which means like we're not all getting the exact same moment to moment experiences in life. Like somebody's gonna go their whole life and be single and God wants to bless them with life to the full as a single person. And someone else is gonna get married at a pretty young age and God wants to bless them in life of getting refined into the image of Jesus through marriage, right? Like there's different things that Jesus is gonna bring into each of our lives. But for Jesus, if you go to him with like a, huh, how come about Sam? How come Sam gets this and I don't or whatever? Jesus is gonna say like, what is it to you? You must follow me, right? So we've got this one more slide for us and I got a little bit more to share. We've got these different kind of stages for the caterpillar, right? But the big thing to remember is you don't even have to figure yourself out so much as you just have to figure out, like, right now, how do I follow Jesus? I got to talk a little bit about some of this information earlier in the week with a friend of mine. And they were saying, like, well, Jake, when you get really, really busy, like, how do you keep spending time with Jesus? And we got to have this conversation about, like, yeah, when you're single, like your relationship time looks different with the people you care about than when you're like married with kids and a job. Like life just changes, right? So the wrong choice for me would be to get up in the morning and think like, oh, well, when I was 24, I used to read the Bible this way in the morning. And now that I'm 39, like even though my son came down the steps, like I should just say, I'm going to ignore you. Like I'm going to keep reading for my full amount of minutes or whatever, right? Like, Jesus has convicted me at times about like, no, like what I need you to do right now is to be a good dad. And if I really want time with Jesus, like I can get, Jesus will open up doors for quality time with him. Somebody will be late to a meeting, I'll have access to a Bible or just to pray or whatever. Now, if you're going through life and you're always pulling out your phone at every second, it's, it's going to be hard for Jesus to bless you with a quality time moment with him. But if you want a good relationship with Jesus, like no matter what stage you're in, you can have it. 
But yeah, if you're a single mom with seven kids at home, it's probably not going to be the same amount of time as like a 19-year-old guy who lives by himself should have. Like the minutes aren't going to be the same, but Jesus sees your heart. And if you're sacrificing to get quality time with him, it matters. And those of us who have been in relationships that are a little bit mature, like we see that in other people too. Like we see when they sacrifice to prioritize us and it matters, right? And it looks different in different people's lives what sacrifice is. But if you're 89 years old and your memory is really, really slipping, like you're gonna interact with Jesus different than like an eight-year-old who just got to know Jesus is, right? Who has like a crazy memory and can memorize a verse in like 10 seconds or whatever, right? I mean, just things are gonna look different as you go through life. And like that butterfly should be flying somewhere and the caterpillar should just be enjoying like gorging itself on a leaf, right? Like enjoy what God has for you in this season. So if you're a young person, Go visit an older person who's sick, spend time with them, cheer them up because Jesus told us to visit the sick. And then when you leave the hospital or their house or whatever, you don't have to feel guilty that you're not old. Like your stage of life, you're so, ideally, like normally you're supposed to be healthy. Typically what folks will do instead is like that feels, I feel kind of weirdly guilty. And so I just will stop hanging out with sick people. Like, that's not the Christ-like solution. Like, the Christ-like solution is to not be ashamed of who you are and to enjoy the blessings that God's put in your life and to bless the other people around you. We don't have to have a burden of guilt about our season of life, but we can make the most of the opportunities we have in this season. Like, make the most with all those little kids running around your house. Or make the most with that you have lots of time on your hands and it's easy for you to bake for the youth group or something, right? I mean, like make the most of what the strengths are of the season of life you're in. Um, if you want a question to ask, we're gonna do Lord's Supper here in just a second. If you want a question to ask, um, I got to read a, a newspaper article that I believe Marilyn Timmons years ago cut out for me. But this is my mentor, Joey Butler, uh, had an article in the Kansas City Star when he was dying of cancer, and he was sharing with his church that he needed to retire at the age of 50 because of the cancer. But he talked about that every day he would get up and say, like, God, what's my assignment today, and who do you want me to spend time with? And he didn't just start asking that when he got cancer. He just asked that each day. Like, living day by day, of like, God, what's my assignment today from you? Who should I spend my time with today? Like, no matter what season of life you're in, like, that's the right approach. Like, days are a gift from God. And you can ask God, like, what should we do with today? Let's close out. I would like to pray a blessing over you. Jesus, I thank you for Psalm 25, and I pray that over us today. I thank you for teaching sinners your ways. Jesus, I pray you would guide us in your truth and teach us. For you are God, our Savior, and our hope is in you all day long. Amen. If you're new to Maywood and want to become a part, come talk to me or Coach Daniel or Coach Rachel up on stage.